Hello, and welcome to the 2023 TESOL special of the Teacher Think Aloud podcast. I'm your co-host, Shay. And I'm Anna. We're recording this video episode less than a week after TESOL. You can tell from the bags under our eyes, oh I have gosh. to say. I'm I'm still buzzing from this amazing experience. And exhausted, yeah. Oh, exhausted, <laughs> yes, yes. But what else can you expect, right? Yeah, yeah. It's always a, a balance of exhilaration and utter exhaustion from spending mm. every waking moment learning and networking. And drinking wine. <laughs> of course. Uh, <laughs> first thing we did when you got to the hotel in Portland, remember, uh-huh. was have a glass of Malbec at the hotel we were staying at, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this sure was. <laughs> Way to but, blow up our spot. <laughs> but in all seriousness, our experience in Portland this year was absolutely wonderful. And like last year, uh, in, especially if you weren't able to make it, we wanted to bring a small piece of the conference to you. And if you were there, here's a mm-hmm. little memory of it for you to share with your friends and colleagues. So take a minute, dance it out with us. And take a stroll through the 2023 TESOL International Convention. (laughs) Oh, robot. (laughs) Okay, that 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 was awkward. Um Always is. Doesn't matter how much I try that move. It just, it doesn't work. Yeah. (laughs) So like last year, we interviewed several conference attendees. So let's jump right in and get to know our special guests. Hello, my name is Nicole Bren Mercer. I use she, her pronouns, and I work at Boise State University. I'm the Associate Director of English Language Support Programs, and I teach in first year writing. My name is Rosemary Colon, she, her, and I teach at the university level, so higher ed. Mm-hmm. I work with international students coming here to study and get their degrees in the United States. My name is Anna Erepetian. I come from Armenia. I work at two universities in Armenia, and my students are quite good. Mm-hmm. They have advanced level. So this is my first time at uh, TESOL. My name is Alexander Tang. You can call me Alex. My pronouns are he, him. I was a prior instructor of adult English learners at Seattle Central College and Highland College. But I'm at the University of Hawaii at Manoa now doing doctoral studies. So my PhD nice. program is in East Asian languages and literature, specializing in Chinese linguistics. But TESOL is where I started and is very near and dear to my heart. Lovely. My name is Carrie McKinnon. My pronouns are she, her. Mm. I am a co-founder of the International Language Coaching Association. Mm-hmm. I'm Dorley Piski, and I live in Laramie, Wyoming. What I have been working on lately is reaching out to international professionals, especially in the area of STEM, assistant professors, postdocs, researchers, to help them express themselves more clearly in English so that they own the stage and can show and share their brief ideas mm. and receive the respect that they deserve yeah awesome awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah I say awesome a lot clearly mm-hmm. <laughs> Dorley also mentioned that this was her first time attending TESOL and it was Anna and Alex's first time as well shout out to all of our first time attendees woo, woo. 
Yes. <laughs> welcome to the TESOL community and welcome to our podcast. Mm -hmm. Before we jumped into each person's impressions of the conference, we wanted to ask them about their name tags, the ribbons they chose for themselves. The ribbons that I am wearing today, well, it's just one and it is presenter. Mm -hmm. So I'm a new member and first time attendee and I'm a presenter. I've been so busy going from session to session. I haven't even put them on my badge yet. <laughs> no ribbons for me. I forgot. Mm -hmm. um, I'm wearing a lot. Presenter, mm. first time attendee, adult education intersection, applied linguistics, intersection, computer assisted <laughs> language learning, All intersection, of them. lesbian, gay, bisexual, and trans, uh, professional learning network, student, mm. refugee concerns, intersection, mm -hmm. uh, reading and vocabulary, intersection, and uh, my pronouns are he, him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How amazing is Alex's assortment of ribbons? Crazy. Um, He's very dedicated to ribbon uh, collecting. <laughs> uh, I actually asked him to send me a picture of it after the fact. Take a look, y'all. So colorful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so much more fun than me. Mm. All I did was grab presenter, mm -hmm. wow. um, the, the prettiest multicolor purplish one I could find, mind you. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, pretty boring. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't even have mine to show you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is kind of interesting, uh, you know, speaking of Alex's ribbons, of how mm. they really illustrate the diversity of interests and specialties within our TESOL community. Mm -hmm. There's just so much out there. And there are so many reasons to come to the TESOL International Convention. So let's hear about why our guests attended this year. I come to TESOL for a number of different reasons. Uh, one is that I love getting a lot of ideas for activities that I can use in the classroom. I think that's really my number one reason. Mm -hmm. It allows me to make my classes fresh again and think about doing new things in the classroom, which is so important, not just for my students, but also for me and keeping me really feeling engaged and motivated to be there in the classroom. So the other thing I love is to to hear about what people are reading, knowing their sources and what research mm -hmm. they're doing. It really gives me ideas for things that I can also be reading and learning more about. Fine. And finally, it's just a way to connect with people. Mm -hmm. I think we've been so isolated over the last few years yeah. and it's wonderful to be in face-to-face -face contact again and uh, to be learning from one another and sharing ideas. Mm, yeah. So why did I okay. come to TESOL? Well, first of all, it's a great environment to to grow professionally, to meet uh, new people, to expand my network. I met a lot of amazing people here. We exchanged our contacts and we plan to cooperate in the future, oh, have cool. projects together. So mm -hmm. I'm very excited about it. Nice. I came to TESOL to really spread the message of language coaching, to mm -hmm. amplify what we're doing with language teachers from all over the world that are transitioning into coaching and upskilling and hmm. exploring professional development avenues in coaching. So this experience has been really wonderful. I'm surprised. I thought that there might not be so much that was relevant to what we're doing in language coaching. Hmm. And that's been a really rich discussion that's been going on since my first hmm. day of getting here. So good. I come for the community and to see people maybe that I meet 
by a Twitter handle. Things like that. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Talking about and you. And then also <laughs> to learn, to see what other, because I'm affiliated with Waysall, to see what mm. other affiliates are doing, how they're engaging with their communities and members. And also like advocacy is kind of my jam. So I cool. to kind of keep up with what's going on there. Mm. Oh yeah, so so fun fact. Yeah, Rosemary and I actually met on Twitter. <laughs> no, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, she's so pretty. Cool. She's pretty awesome. Uh, and as mm. she mentioned, she's affiliated with Waysall, Washington State's Regional T Cell Association. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a board member for Waysall, which is great. Love the leadership, Rosemary. Yeah, it's great to connect with all of these people from different parts of our lives. Mm -hmm. I think what Rosemary and Anna and a few other guests said is so true. TESOL is about learning, keeping up to date with research and practices, but Mm -hmm. it's also about community, about Mm -hmm. connecting and growing with other professionals in our field. And now that we've had a few days to recover, (laughs) I've started really reflecting on how much those connections mean to me. Yeah, me too. I, I just feel so supported and, and warm. What a great professional learning network. Mm -hmm. And in addition to the connections, people we spoke with really emphasized what they took away from specific sessions. One session they mentioned was the opening keynote with entomologist Dr. Sammy Ramsey. So I was very impressed by the first keynote speech about biodiversity. Mm. It was very interesting how the presenter, who is not an English language specialist, mm-hmm. how he could interestingly connect his research uh, with insects mm. with language. Mm-hmm. So that was really amazing. I also attended different sessions on storytelling, on different mm. tips for English language um, teachers. I think I'm going to use whatever, maybe not right right away <laughs> so I need some time to digest all this information yeah. I need some time to understand how I can use it in my practice mm-hmm. but overall I think it was very useful and I would love to come here again I love how many takeaways Anna came away with oh, that first keynote was pretty great wasn't mm. it? it made me cry a bunch <laughs> yeah yeah I mean the connection to TESOL was maybe a bit tenuous but hearing Dr. Ramsey's personal story about finding and fighting for his voice in the scientific community as Mm -hmm. a researcher of color you know he overcame a lot of prejudices and obstacles Mm -hmm. truly inspiring story great speaker right Mm -hmm. and a great advocate for minoritized groups in science I also appreciated how his input brought some interdisciplinary elements into the Mm -hmm. conference. It's so important to look outside of our field and make connections rather Mm -hmm. than remaining siloed into what is strictly TESOL. Mm -hmm. I just really liked learning about bees' livers. (laughs) Me too. I was (laughs) actually running around spouting out facts about bees for the rest of the conference, you know? We're a bit nerdy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll claim that title. Yeah. Own it. Um, <laughs> but Anna also mentioned storytelling, and it seems that there were several sessions on that topic in the program this year. One of the relevant sessions that I attended was on storytelling circle, the UNESCO storytelling circle, that gave me an interesting framework to work 
with professionals when I do immersion programs with groups. Mm -hmm. I definitely want to try that out with them because I think we can get a lot out of this type of exercise, getting people to share their stories, mm -hmm. connecting with other people at a deeper level. Mm. There definitely was a focus on storytelling this conference. Mm -hmm. Actually, I went to that session that Dorley mentioned about mm -hmm. the UNESCO Story Circles. Okay. So essentially, a question that encourages intercultural sharing is posed, mm -hmm. and each participant in the circle has 90 seconds to share. So the one that they mm -hmm. used in the workshop was like, what's the story behind your name? So everyone mm -hmm. has 90 mm -hmm. seconds, and no one else is allowed to speak during that time. Once everyone has shared, each person has 30 seconds to then react to what all members of the group cool. have shared. So reflecting uh -huh. sort of in the moment. Yeah. And this is repeated a couple of times. There's a small group debriefing and then a whole group debriefing if, if time allows for that. Mm -hmm. And essentially they're looking for common themes that were discussed. Mm -hmm. And so I agree with Dorley that this is a strategy that really could be employed in pretty much any setting. That sounds like a, a cool framework. You and I yeah. should should try out that name question as well yeah. uh, at, so, yeah. at some point. I think mm -hmm. we have a lot to say about that. But mm -hmm. another storytelling workshop was one sponsored by the U.S. Department of State's English Language Programs. And actually two of our previous podcast guests, Joe Voigt and Richard Silberg, were a part of that. Mm -hmm. Joe was on episode. episode. <laughs> Joe was on episode. <laughs> He was on episode 25 on conflict in the classroom. And Richard was on episode 30 on using drama in the classroom. And actually mm -hmm. the activity he shared during this workshop was on using tableaus for language teaching and active learning, which is what he told us about in our episode. If you remember, mm -hmm. you should check it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. And Joe shared a strategy called One True Thing, where he has students go around in a circle and share just that one true thing about themselves. And usually, he says, it starts off being kind of obvious, like kind of lame answers, like, uh, I'm here, I guess, you know, <laughs> you know how teenagers yeah, are, right? Yeah. But as this goes on, people soften and they start to share more vulnerable things about themselves. Yeah. That's actually how he found out that one of his students just had a baby. So oh, get there. wow, that's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and, and such a, a powerful storytelling activity. Mm -hmm. Our guest, Anna, also did a session on storytelling and podcasting, which she said went really well. It was about uh, developing students' speaking and listening skills using digital storytelling and podcasting. So I think it was uh, quite interesting for my audience because uh, the room was full. There were a lot of questions and I'm very happy to realize that so many people are interested in DSDs and podcasting. And I hope that most of them took something from my session and they will start implementing it in their classrooms. Awesome. I'm sure they will. And uh, look at that photo. Yeah. So many participants in her session. Amazing. Mm -hmm. We need to maybe do an episode with Anna <laughs> on this topic. Yeah. Well, listeners, it may or may not be in the works. Oh. <laughs> hmm. well in case you're not watching you know Anna just winked at me just really <laughs> awkwardly um <laughs> yeah anywho um beyond storytelling 
A few of our listeners also focused on diversity and advocacy. That was another important theme, just like last year. I went to one on Wednesday afternoon. It was TESOL leaders of color. They wrote a book. It was pretty meaningful to see where the attitudes and the beliefs have changed, and but then also some things have not changed. I mean, mm-hmm. we still have work to do. For instance, how people view what an English teacher looks like, what they have to bring to these different Mm -hmm. places around the world and even in the U.S. Mm -hmm. too. Like, what does it mean to have an accent when you're teaching? I do know people, I've had colleagues or interacted with other teachers that, you know, they have doctorates, but Mm -hmm. some places won't hire them because you're not a native speaker, but what does that mean? So those changing things, I think, is really pretty powerful, Mm -hmm. especially since Mm -hmm. we work with international students, you know. I forgot what it was called yesterday, but I think it was like bi slash multilingual education plus something else equals transformative pedagogy. And it was um, from a professor called Anna Mendoza. And I loved the way that she did her presentation because she talked for 15 minutes and there was activity for 20 minutes. So kind of like how you were doing yours this morning. And I really like that because it engages the participants. So Mm -hmm. I also really liked uh, yours this morning talking about social media and language learning because I think it's really important to engage the learners with what they're using every day. And it can be fun in the classroom, right? Mm. Nice. I love that they're both attending sessions on transformative pedagogy and representing the richness of multilingual English language teachers in the U.S. and abroad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, you know, the shout out about our media literacy workshop was pretty uh-huh. sweet of Alex. Yeah. Uh, we're not paying him, <laughs> listeners. <laughs> and I agree, you know, the best kinds of workshops and presentations are active with practical applications we can take back to our classrooms. Nicole also agrees. I have to say, I took a lot from your session on media literacy. That was fantastic. (laughs) Again, because there was so much emphasis on practical applications in the classroom, activities that you can use in the classroom. And I was just frantically noting down and taking pictures of things that I'll be able to do in my own classroom. (laughs) I also got a lot out of a session on, I think it was called renegotiating grammar in the composition classroom and I might have gotten the title a little bit wrong but again that was a presentation that I would say drew heavily on the literature there was only a quick amount of it but a lot of sources listed and then it was just back-to-back activities and things that I plan on using in the classroom now so those have been two particularly good sessions but really I've been able to get something out of every session I've attended even Mm -hmm. if it's not exactly my teaching context you're still able to tweak things slightly for the area that you are in. I I love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You can get something out of every session. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's what we really need to keep in mind at TESOL. It might not click right away, right? It doesn't always, but everything we see and absorb at big conferences like these, it's up to us to take and adapt what we might learn about to our own context. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's something to learn from everyone. Mm-hmm. And I also want to add that, you know, the experience is so intense. Uh, it might take time for everything to sink in and make sense to us. Mm-hmm. Several participants had this same feeling. 
To be honest, the sessions are so many and you really want to go to all the sessions, but it's like physically it is just impossible. <laughs> so you can't Unfortunately. tear yourself in many different parts <laughs> and, <laughs> yes, and attend all the sessions. It was totally worth it. I'm glad I came because I was able to connect with a few professionals from across the globe. Mm -hmm. I had not done much of the homework, mm -hmm. so uh -oh. it was quite a challenge uh -huh. to navigate this huge maze mm. because this is a massive conference mm -hmm. i'm a little tired um once i get towards the beginning of the afternoon like mm. my bandwidth is kind Just, of uh, like i don't know how much more yeah. i can absorb mm -hmm. so i try to have a little grace and like you don't have to attend everything right mm -hmm. you need to bookmark some things and see what you can get to but then that's what's great about meeting other people because you're like i went to this really great session they mm -hmm. had these things that you should take away or maybe go check out this website and things like that so yeah, like the stuff true. doesn't just happen inside the sessions yeah. it's outside like i met somebody at my hotel they did a presentation on pronunciation and gave me their information to check out what they're working on so those interactions i think have been just as meaningful mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. much truth here mm -hmm. tiesel is a huge maze i'm overwhelmed i'm mm -hmm. tired yeah mm -hmm. all of the above yeah as anna said we want to be in several places at once right but we just can't yeah there, there are definitely some people i didn't get a chance to spend as much time with as i wanted uh and, and i had to skip so many great looking sessions but still we all got to connect with and learn from so many amazing people mm -hmm. And what I love about what Rosemary emphasized mm. about this idea of having a little grace, being yeah. kind towards yourself, you don't have to do everything. It's so easy to lose sight of that at a conference like this and even just in our lives. Right? <laughs> yes. yeah. These are things we need to be better at, mm -hmm. right, Shay? <laughs> things that we're not the best at, right? <laughs> yes. But listeners, now we want you to reflect. Mm. If you went to TESOL, what were your takeaways from the conference? And if you didn't go, think about the connections you have in the field of English language teaching and your ongoing professional development. Where are you on your professional development journey? How has your PD evolved since the pandemic started? We'll be featuring answers to these questions in our upcoming episode on professional development in the post-pandemic world, which mm. we presented on at TESOL. And we want to get more perspectives from our listeners. So please join the conversation. You can share with us in a comment on social media or email us at teacherthinkaloud at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. We welcome your reflections, questions, and ideas, mm -hmm. and would love to include your contributions in our upcoming episode. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe below on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, really <laughs> any platform. Just, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for joining us on the Teacher Think Aloud podcast. And until next time, happy teaching and happy reflecting. <laughs>